Life's complicated and overwhelming enough, especially for those in mission-driven work. Let's make the journey to health as simple and sustainable as possible. Welcome to the Simply Health Coaching Podcast, where it's about the food and more than the food. It's about individual health and the health of organizations. I'm Lisa Baker, and my vision is a world in which individuals and organizations can be well while doing good. My mission is to give these organizations and individuals the programs, resources, and practices to get there. On this podcast, we'll talk about the food we put in our mouths and everything else that nourishes us or doesn't, with special attention to the opportunities to get healthy for those burning out in mission-driven work. Season one focused mostly on the food we put in our mouths and a few other parts of our lives that can affect our relationship with food. Season two focused on conversations with women experiencing burnout in mission-driven work, conventional and alternative practitioners who support them, and others whose lives intersect with them and their organizations. Please visit the podcast homepage to check out previous episodes. Season three will be a mix of solo episodes and interviews with guests, all focused on finding our way out of burnout and back to health after more than 18 months of the pandemic. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Jen Sprague of Best Self with Jen Sprague, Transformational Health Coaching. I'm so happy to be bringing you this week's episode with Lisa Baker and the Simply Health Coaching Podcast. I would love to offer you all the free webinar that I'm giving on November 17th at noon. It's called Healing Those Pesky Patterns. So we're going to dig into why those patterns become patterns in the first place. We're going to figure out what we truly desire instead, and then we're going to decide what our next best step is towards reaching those desires. So I cannot wait to share this information with you guys to get you guys going. The links are in the show notes, so register and join me. And of course, if you can't make it, there'll be a replay. All right, we're here. Let's do it together. Have a great day and enjoy this podcast. Hello, I'm here today with Lana Tompkinson, all the way from New Zealand. We are truly going global now. <laughs> Lana used to live with insomnia, anxiety, and depression, and she learned to beat them all. Now she helps other women do the same, and she's trained in sleep and health. And I'm so excited to welcome Lana here because I will tell you, sleep is a topic that comes up with just about every woman I work with. So I was very excited to connect with you. And I don't remember how we originally connected, but we did. And here you are. So welcome. Thank you so much. It's so, quite a cold morning here. I can see it's very hot there, but um, yeah, it's the middle of the winter and I can see the snow in the mountains here in New Zealand. Yeah. New Zealand, Lord of the Rings land. <laughs> yes, I, I'm standing here with um, no sleeves on and Lana's got her sweater on. So we're in different seasons, different, plant, different uh, parts of the planet. So Lana, I told you as a health coach, I often talk about our food and lifestyle choices as being kale or kryptonite. They either nourish us or they toxify us. So tell us, what's your kale? What's the one thing you try to do daily that has the most impact on your health? It's funny you ask me because actually I had to do it this morning before I <laughs> hopped on our podcast. I drink um, warm water first thing in the morning when I get up. And it just like makes such a difference to my day. Probably two, three cups of warm water. Um, 
before I eat anything or drink anything else. So I'm going to give a bit of time to myself um, to settle because after the good night's sleep, we get dehydrated and we need to um, replace that water that we lose. Yep. Yeah, great. Okay, so warm water. And do you put anything in it? No, I actually great don't. Just, and we actually get water from the spring because we, yeah, we had our water uh, issue a bit here. So yeah. Uh -oh. <laughs> Very good. All right. And tell us, what's your kryptonite? What's the one thing that sometimes sneaks in that you know isn't that good for you, but it happens? Well, it would. I think it's very uh, often women will find themselves doing that when you're tired in the evening, and you know, it's almost bedtime and you think, oh, you'll snack on one thing and then you end up eating more than you need. Yes, <laughs> snacking. Uh, okay, and that's, that's probably more like tiredness. And I knew that yesterday I went to a concert with my friend. We came quite late, 10 o'clock. And I thought, oh, I'm a little bit hungry. I'll quickly have one thing. And then I ended up eating more than I needed. <laughs> yeah. And then you go to bed and your stomach's too full. Oh, yeah. yeah, it happens. Yeah. So it's not an everyday thing, though. So. No. All right. So tell us what it is you do and how what was the journey to get there to doing what you're doing now so i help women to sleep or to overcome insomnia um, i find that so many women struggle with insomnia uh, and i'm passionate about that because i struggle myself with insomnia for a number of years and i um, ended up being a very kind of dark place because of lack of sleep and my brain being so tired and that led to anxiety and depression which i never had before and because of lack of sleep and being um i yeah had to go on medication i had uh, and i wondered how did i end up being there and it just stress burnout not prioritizing sleep and then doing the wrong things to help me to sleep and that kind of led to my long story with chronic insomnia and then quite often I find women struggling because sometimes trying lots of different things, but not getting to the core of issue of their sleep and they end up um, struggling with insomnia for a long time. And then when I saw when I got better, when I treated myself and I knew what to do, how to get a good night's sleep, I looked around and I saw so many other women struggling with sleep. I thought, wow it's pandemic <laughs> yes it is uh, a pandemic it really is yeah. yeah and i love this because so often when when i ask a coach you know how did you get to where you are now so often it's like your mess becomes your message right like you went through this thing and then all of a sudden you're like i gotta tell other people about this <laughs> yes and then i was i had already my training in nursing and teaching before that so um but then I got my training in sleep as well uh, to help women because there's so many issues can be involved in that. And sleep quite often re reflects what's going on in, in our life and also in our body and with our um, mental health as well. So it's just yes. everything. Oh, okay. sleep is so foundational. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm so excited to pick your brain here. <laughs> so tell us when you think about your work, specifically with women who are burning out, what are the sort of commonalities that we share? What, what do we have in common that you think, wow, that's really interesting? It is quite often, uh, I notice the women I work, anxiety and stress is the big thing that um, 
disrupt their sleep. And quite often it's unnoticeable. It's just thinking, it's okay, I can still run on low battery for quite a while. And then it slowly creeps in. Uh, it's, they start uh, struggling to fall asleep. They start waking up at night because they would been running on adrenaline and not letting themselves to relax and rest uh, that they can get a good night's sleep. Um, and all those things, it's kind of like a snowball um, lead one to another. Um, right. Yeah, no, that's, that's perfect. Um, and why do you think that is? Why do you think women are stressing and burning out so badly? I think one of the biggest things is probably too many responsibilities and not allowing themselves to rest and, um, and thinking we could do it because it's our age now today, because it's all about how much you could do, how much you could achieve. And, um, the fear of missing out that if my children wouldn't do that, or if I don't commit to that, um, thing, it just, things wouldn't happen or my life wouldn't be quite the same. So trying to take too many things on their plate and then stretching themselves too thinly and then yeah. not being so able cultural, to cope. Really cultural messages that cultural we have to thing. push through and keep going. We are proud, proud that we can do so much and we can uh, fit so many things in our day yeah. um, that it's like when you say you're taking rest or uh, taking care of yourself that it's um yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna throw you a curveball here we didn't talk about this question but I'm curious to know how you feel the pandemic has affected this situation in New Zealand because I know in America they talk a lot about how you know women bear 75 percent of the mental load in a traditional household normally and when you work full-time the more full-time you work the more of that load you bear. So you're dealing with everybody's schedules and everybody's appointments and where they need to be and when they need to be there and how they're gonna get there. <laughs> and then uh, the pandemic has actually been a lot harder on women because we're now working from home and trying to do everything else as well. So how has that played out in New Zealand? Well, we were not impacted as much probably as you in America. I know, believe me, we've been watching and been really jealous. <laughs> Because only last year we had the lockdown for three months. Yeah. And then after that, we kind of almost forgot some of us that um, the rest of the world in lockdown and its life is so impacted. Um, but I think what I heard from many women, quite uh, many of them, because we didn't have to work as much those three first months because the government kind of stepped in and all that. <sighs> Many families enjoyed their time with the family and they enjoyed not rushing around, just spending time together, having meals together, cooking together and just having their time for walks for um, so many families, they kind of had to be a little bit ashamed of that, but they have to say because of that we kind of enjoyed our time as a family and many families as they notice or people, uh, women, made some changes to their lifestyle because they realized actually that was so more beneficial than kind of trying to do so many appointments and fit yeah. everything. So it was really a wake-up call, wasn't it? There it was a wake-up so call. So much positive can come out of this if we really are mindful about it. Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, that's good to hear. So even though you were impacted a lot less than we were, still some changes, women making some changes. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So when you work with women in burnout with their sleep issues, um, what, what about that work really is exciting to you? It's exciting when, when women say they start sleeping. When they start sleeping. <laughs> and they're not worried about their sleep because that's kind of a uh, bigger thing. Um, mental state of their, um, they struggle with sleep and they always think about that. It's on their mind. How would I have enough energy for today? I slept only for a few hours. How can I get through the day? And when they actually learn to overcome those anxieties and they know what to do, how to sleep well, it brings a smile to my face because I know it's just huge. It's huge. I know how uh, their life changed. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that you bring that up because that is something that I, I really often talk to clients about too, which is when you wake up in the middle of the night, is it a battle? Is it like, oh, I got to go back to sleep. Oh, this is a problem. Oh, I'm not getting enough sleep. And, you know, are you able to actually turn the clock around and not look at it and think this is not a problem. This is going to be okay. I actually have a friend who's a, a life coach and she says she, she starts her morning every day. Part of her kale is to say, I got just the right amount of sleep. No matter how much she slept the night before, she tells herself, oh, I got just the right amount of sleep I need for today. And that's amazing how you feel already for that day, because yes. when you just tell yourself, I just had enough sleep for the day. And that's one of the biggest things, just teaching yourself to retraining your brain, how you use sleep and how you talk to yourself. Mm, I yeah. love that. So do you have some more tips about how women can sort of, you don't have to give away everything, but give us a few no, no, tips. Fine. I'm really, how? I'd love to help you. <laughs> How can we stop being so stressed out? How can it be? How can we stop having a battle with our sleep? I mean, if first of all, it's probably prioritizing sleep, not to get to yourself to the state when you're waking up at, too often at night, because quite often we wake up maybe because we didn't rest or we didn't uh, allow ourselves to unwind. And it's really good to have bedtime routine. And, you know, research shows that the children are the best sleepers. And yeah. you know why? Yes, because we're so serious. Like my child's bedroom routine is this. And I always think, well, what's your bedtime routine? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We don't have a bedtime routine. We kind of stay on the couch till very late um, on scrolling on social media. And then just, oh, we remember something else needs to be done. Lunch is packed for tomorrow or just quickly put something, yes. the dishwasher to turn on. And yeah, and there is no bedtime routine, like not letting it. So just prioritizing having a bedtime routine, maybe having a shower in the evening to unwind and then just reading a book in the evening, like we read the children because they know it's just kind of then it follows or go to sleep, have a nice cup, um, cup of tea, maybe herbal tea or something like that. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yes. Have one thing, at least one thing that's a ritual right before you go to bed. Yeah. A shower or a book. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. And the devices is definitely now I'm read the latest research. It's not actually so much the blue light that keeps us awake. Yes, it does. But we got so smart about that because we all got our night shift mode and we all don't know what to do about it. But it's actually the stimulation from, um, 
scrolling down the social media and reading and getting engaged with our comments and everything. So that's actually what keeps us away. It's either positive or negative stimulation. And so it's not as much the blue light. So um, yeah, yeah. definitely living maybe in another bedroom. And another kind of, um, some can be a bad habit. Women awake at night and then they take their phone and that's what they do, run the email, look on the social media. They will keep for another few hours awake as well. Yep. Yeah. So bedtime routine is definitely um, having um, that will help, and actually not stressing out about the sleep. But you said if you didn't have enough sleep, kind of think, okay, I'll get through the day. I've been in this place before, and it's okay. Sometimes if I am um, a bit more tired, um, having probably rather than coffee, more water to drink. It's quite often a women just reach out for coffee and then probably it's the reverse effect what you want but uh, drinking enough water through the day that will help your energy and also help you um, sleep better it's just kind of a big yeah little thing but it's um it's very yeah big. and with hydration it's such a it's such a tricky thing because when you want to get enough water you also want to realize especially if you know we get past 40 and the kids are sleeping through the night and all of a sudden we are not. And, you know, if you can sort of front load your day and put, put a lot of water in early in the day, but then stop drinking. So you don't have to get up in the middle of the night because a lot of yes. women tell me they're getting up because they have to go to the bathroom. And I say, well, figure out when is the latest you can have water before you go to bed. So you don't have to get up. Just like an hour before going to bed. And if you usually have a good sleep and you're, um, not try to wake yourself too much. If you kind of in that half a rose, half a sleep um, state, you quite often go to sleep very quickly back. So, you, and it's normal. I was just doing another post about it, that it's because our sleep comes in cycles of um, around 90 minutes and it's kind of normal to wake up around those cycles. And then, yeah, and quite often we just drift back to sleep. If we're not stressing out, looking at the time, if we're not thinking, oh, how long you've been awake or yeah. If you can right. rest just peacefully. I know sometimes when it gets um, insomnia really to the stage when there's a lot of anxiety about bed and sleep, I would recommend to get up. And yeah. if you're anxious, um, just do something, mm -hmm. read a book or um, do a puzzle, something that you can help you to go fall back to sleep but if you're actually finding yourself resting peacefully in bed that's absolutely fine um, because you'll get some rest maybe not to sleep but uh, right yeah, yeah. I, I always say you know when you wake up in the middle of the night and you look at the clock you think okay it's two o'clock if I get up at five I can I, you know I can still sleep three more hours and then at three o'clock you're like okay I can still get two more hours and then you okay I can still get one more hour <laughs> like turn the clock around don't look at it <laughs> yeah sure look at that put the alarm on and the alarm will go with you to get up and if you're resting and sometimes you don't know you think you're kind of only not asleep but quite often the women that say well i think i actually slept because i was dreaming well so because if you're not watching the time and if you're not thinking about it quite often you'll drift back to sleep and you would, wouldn't be even aware about that yeah yeah i also like to say that I think especially women as we get past 40 and we have kids who have you know all kinds of needs and we have partners and spouses and bosses and all this stuff going on 
I think very often what happens is during the day, we constantly say to ourselves, oh, I wish I had 10 more minutes. I wish I had another hour. I wish I had another hour to do this. I, I just need another 15 minutes, you know? And I tell some of my clients that, you know, when you're waking up in the middle of the night, maybe it's the universe. Like, oh, you want more time? Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, not, it's not when you ordered it, but I got it. So use it. Yeah, you could just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking, it's just so um, important what you think, because even if you're thinking like, I wish, I wish, it's, um, yeah, it's when you, when you make requests like that, the universe is going to answer you. <laughs> it's kind of rather say, thank you. I've got this time or I was able to accomplish so much today. And I enjoyed so many moments connecting with my family or with my um, friends. So it just kind of sets up your mind completely in a different um, level when you yeah. are in a gratitude rather than kind of thinking, I wish I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Yeah, ending the day with gratitude rather than, oh, all these things I didn't get done. And that's another thing that I, I think really is helpful, which is when you, when you think about your to-do list and you think, I've got to do 20 things today, and you come home and you think, oh, I only did 10. That's terrible. I have all these things left to do. If you look at your list and say, I have, I'm going to get three things done today. You know, by the yeah. end of the day, you will have a lot more than three done. So it's kind of like aiming low and you can celebrate. Like I did, I didn't do three. I did 10 instead of I didn't do 20. I only did 10. <laughs> it's the same 10 things. <laughs> yeah, you just putting down what's the most important need you do need to accomplish, focus on that. And then the other thing, oh, like even at school, you must do something you do have and then things you can do, things that get will be okay or important, but it's not uh, life right. um, threatening or something if you don't do it or something. Yeah. 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 And even it's, like with sleep, I kind of recommend uh, if women quite often are they almost ready to bed and then another family member or their children, my teenager son, he wants something or just reply to his school teacher email or something and I just said after that time after 9 30 you know if it can wait till tomorrow if no one is dying yes. we'll wait till tomorrow it's kind of like what I've told like when, when my kids were really little I was like if I'm on the phone if there isn't any blood I don't need to know about it you know it's yeah. like it'll be fine and then it like, becomes yeah, that boundary is so yeah. important yeah. yeah it's really really important that's fine but the rest can wait till tomorrow yeah. and we could do it. Yeah. Yeah. When and I think as, as women and as caregivers, yeah. we're so used to, you know, someone will come to you with a problem and you immediately want to fix it. Like, we got to fix this. We got to take care of it now. Like, do you really, or can it wait until tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, and then training your kids not to bring you their problems at nine o'clock at night is also really important. <laughs> it, it is. And then, I learn it actually that's interesting my son knows not going to come later in the evening with his things because he can be like a teenager sometimes up later and yeah 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 um, it's funny know, we'll have it's that stage isn't it where you're going to bed before they are <laughs> yeah it's nice yes <laughs> so we've talked a little bit about what's really exciting about working with women you know seeing them actually starting to get more sleep and feeling much better because everything works better when you're getting sleep um, what is, what's the most frustrating thing about working with women who are struggling with their sleep? Well, and it's sad for me, to be honest, because women kind of think I am, um, 
can keep trying and trying everything and they just this might work and this might work rather sometimes sort of working with someone who can actually address all those things together and they um, can put a plan together and they are just sometimes getting frustrating themselves because quite often when they get into a rut of insomnia um, you just keep trying one thing after another yeah. and frustrating and then you what you always do is that you talk negatively about your sleep and that impacts you so much more than you get of um, women just don't realize it by the way they talk even go to insomnia groups which is I've got myself one but when you talk all the time and you say oh I might try this or talk, uh, try this this might help me and you talk to others in a very negative way about your sleep sleep gets worse yes <laughs> because yeah. your expectations are so high and you are not actually dealing with the core issue of your insomnia yeah. but they just keep trying everything getting frustrated that um makes insomnia and women end up being 10 years 20 years and that's one of the reasons yeah yeah and it's interesting because the you're you're speaking exactly to what i run up with against with women who are looking for you know uh, the right way to eat you know they're they're looking for this this silver bullet and that band-aid and like something there's got to be one thing that's going to do it and it, it feels like your work is really related because it's like no there's not one thing but there's all these really small things and if you make a plan with all these really small things over time it will get better it's not going to happen overnight right because no. it, it didn't get bad overnight why do we expect it to be solved overnight yeah with good yeah. determination and the right attitude yeah yeah doesn't take long but those changes small changes make a huge impact yeah um, yep yeah so circling back to where we started which is you know sort of part of the reason that women are having insomnia is is this burnout and this stress and can you can you think maybe about one or two things to say like if you want to reduce your level of burnout if you want to be less stressed here's here's my suggestion to you i know number one is sleep but <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, what are your suggestions? Well, I quite often have to teach women how to deal with stress because it's the biggest thing. It's one of the things that just two easy things to think, saying, learning to say no and learning to say yes. Uh, learning to say no to more extra work. It, do you need that? And, uh, commit yourself to something that you probably can um, go without it it's not important or someone else can do it or you can um find someone else to help you with that that's kind of saying yes saying no probably kind of to negative talk environment and relationships when you know that it's impacting you how can you protect yourself um, and saying yes to people kind of accepting help learning to accept help saying yes to kind of looking for help for resources for not kind of trying to do it all by yourself um beautiful yeah so really drawing that line between stress, yes and learning to deal with stress is one of the biggest yeah. things yeah yeah and your mind how to work your mind um on your mind learning to reframe your thoughts actually acknowledging first just noticing how they make you feel not completely shutting it down because then it's kind of sometimes bottled up and it can come with a more explosion but learning uh, those how those thoughts impact you why where do they come from why are you thinking that um and then reframing them thinking more 
helpful way, realistic way, maybe sometimes it's hard to think straight away in a positive way, but thinking in a helpful way. Um, yeah. And what is more real, some, because most of those thoughts are not sometimes unreal, uh, what you're thinking. So right. working on your thinking and because they bring emotions as kind of, it's funny because sometimes women, we don't realize it's like our thoughts that gives us emotion and how important it is how you would feel through the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that's beautiful. So having those boundaries, knowing when to say no and knowing what to say yes to that's serving you as opposed to saying yes to the things that you really don't need to be doing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. great. And yeah, okay, wonderful. So Lana, tell us where we can find you, what you offer, how people can work with you. Uh, thank you. I've got the website called the Sleep Well Clinic for Women where you can uh, see some of my programs because I offer personalized program where I do a full assessment of women, their sleep and quite often they just they don't realize there are so many hidden blocks and when we do full assessment and go oh yes so this will be uh, will need to be changed and it's just because you do it for so many years your habits yeah. and your thinking that you don't realize so I do a full assessment and then we um you get a course how to teach you about all that sleep it's not only sleep hygiene but actually how to create a good sleep drive that you actually um, fall asleep easily, how to deal with your racing thoughts, how to deal with your uh, worries um, that you fall asleep, what to do at night, what's the best thing to do at night. And um, so it's just my full personalized program, but also women can do a course by themselves. Sometimes uh, some it helps them just to do a course by themselves because they can, um, or just having one hour coaching session uh, so there is a variety of ways you could do. And also I'm offering here um, my opt-in, um, five ways to overcome insomnia if stress and anxiety steal your sleep at night. So it's just very easy, basic, and proven effective ways to overcome insomnia. Even putting those five ways into practice, you'll see already, a huge change to your oh, sleep. Excellent, good. So we can get started and then we can look you up for more support. <laughs> yeah. So I will put both the website and the link to that ebook into the show notes. And thank you so much for being with me here today. This was great. It was really good to talk to somebody about sleep because like I said, this is an issue that so many women are dealing with and especially those women who are overwhelmed and burning out so thank you yes my pleasure to help more women yes <laughs> thanks for listening please note that any suggestions provided on this show are not meant to replace medical advice and the opinions of the guests on this show are their own Simply Health Coaching and Elizabeth A. Baker, LLC, neither endorse nor take responsibility for statements made by guests. Let me know your thoughts about the episode and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments. And let me know who else you want to hear from on the topic of being well while doing good. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor, as well as some of the other listening platforms. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe the podcast in your listening app so you never missed an episode. Love the podcast? You can support it with a donation directly from the podcast homepage in most listening apps. If you're interested in advertising on the podcast, send me an email or voice message. And if you'd like to know more about my work, please visit my website at simplyhealthcoaching.com. As always, the links are in the show notes.